Welcome to Mark Connor's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au. Well, hello, everyone. Great to have you joining us today, whether you're a regular part of the Bayside Church family or whether you're joining us from anywhere around the world. Great to be able to share with you today. Uh, these are crazy times. I don't think it takes a lot of observation just to realize we've got a rapidly spreading virus. We've got plunging stock markets entire countries locking down, people hoarding toilet paper, arguments in shopping aisles, businesses closing down and no live sport, God forbid. And uh, who would have thought that the world would be like this in our time? Um, someone the other day said it feels worse than 9-11, the GFC, the Asian tsunami, kind of all in one. And uh, for many people, they're only just getting over the bushfires. And so uh, a lot of people freaking out, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, and understandably so. I don't think any of us have been in times quite like this. These are turbulent times, and we're living in a very different world right now than we were just a short time ago. And yet these are the times that we have been given. Uh, I'm a bit of a Tolkien fan, and if you've ever read or watched The Lord of the Rings, there's a, a great moment where the young hero Frodo is talking and he's looking at all the difficulty that he's going through on the path that has been laid out for him. And he says this, I wish it need not have happened in my time. <laughs> and uh, Gandalf the Grey, his wise mentor, consoles him with these words, so do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. And so we didn't choose to be alive at this time, but we are. And these are the times that we're in. And so we can't control that, but we can decide what we're going to do with the times that we have been given. And so we're living in what I'd call turbulent times right now. Uh, it's different. It's more complex. Uh, it's pretty chaotic and it's pretty stressful if we're honest. And so today I want to share just a few thoughts with you around living in turbulent times. And we're going to turn to the Bible. And I'm always amazed at the Bible's relevance to contemporary situations, even though it was written thousands of years ago. And so I want to draw a few reflections and insights from a, an Old Testament prophet by the name of Habakkuk. If you haven't been to Habakkuk for a while, you go to Matthew, turn left, you get to Malachi and another four books, and you'll find this tiny little book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk was a, a prophet, and he was a contemporary to Jeremiah, who you've probably heard of. And uh, he lived in the area of Judah during King Josiah's reign uh, around the time of the Babylonian invasion of Jerusalem. Uh, and so he lived in a violent political time of great upheaval. Uh, King Josiah ended up uh, dying, and his son was an evil dictator. And so these were really difficult, really turbulent times. And the little book of Habakkuk, it's an interesting book because there's no prophecies in it. It's actually a dialogue. It's a conversation between Habakkuk and God. And there's all kinds of interaction and so much there. It starts with this dilemma of what is going on in the world, all of the challenges, all the suffering, and God doesn't seem to be doing anything. And so Habakkuk's opening up his sharing his complaint with God. Of course, God comes back and lets him know that he's actually in control. He's using even the negative things for a, a higher purpose that Habakkuk doesn't quite understand. And so Habakkuk learns to trust God. In fact, there's a little phrase in Habakkuk 2 verse 1 to 6, the just will live by faith. 
a well-known phrase that's picked up in the New Testament. And so I just want to draw a few um, reflections from the book of Habakkuk. The first one is to encourage you to find some clarity in this time of uncertainty. Find some clarity in this time of uncertainty. In chapter 2, verse 1, Habakkuk says, I'm going to climb up my watchtower. I'm going to stand at my guard post. And there I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. I love this. It's a turbulent time, but Habakkuk says, I'm going to go to a space, go to a place where I can be still, where I can reflect, where I can wait and see what God has to say for my complaints, for me trying to figure out what's happening in my world. I think at this time, uh, it's really a good time for us to do the same, to slow down a little, there's a lot of things we can't do, a lot of places we can't go. And so it's a good opportunity just to pause, to stop, to think, to reflect, and to ask some important questions like, what's going on? What is God up to? Um, how should I respond? How should you respond? What, what, what do we need to do differently at this time? You know, this is not business as usual. This is a time of unusual business where we probably all have to make some adjustments and some shifts. So that's an important thing for us to do. You know, God doesn't answer all of Habakkuk's questions, but in verse two, the Lord said to me, write the answer or the revelation down, make it plain or clear on tablets so the runner can carry it. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end, it will be fulfilled. It might be slow in coming, but wait patiently, it will surely take place, it will not be delayed. And so as God answers uh, Habakkuk in his time aside, God says, write it down, write, write the vision, write this revelation down, make it plain, make it clear. And so I, I think this is a really good insight for us. You know, uh, we're in a time of great uncertainty. And when you're in a time of uncertainty, often we want to find certainty. We want to be sure about the future. But uh, uncertainty is just not something we can easily grasp at this time. But we can be clear. And so during times of uncertainty, don't focus on eliminating the uncertainty, but seek to gain some clarity uh, about your life. You know, if you're in business right now, uh, can you be certain about the future? <laughs> Who knows what your business will look like in three months? We can't be certain, but you can be clear about what products and services you offer, what your skills are. And you may need to rethink about how they're presented and used at this time, but you can be clear even though you're not certain. As a church, Bayside, or the church you're involved in, can we be certain what the church will look like in three months? Well, no, we, we, we can't be certain. Who knows the future? But we can be clear about the kind of church God wants us to be, our vision and our mission. In your own life, can you be certain about the future? None of us knows what tomorrow holds. We can't be certain, but we can be clear. Who are you as a person? What's important to you? Where are you going? What are you going to give your life towards? Uh, same with this coronavirus. Um, are we certain about when it's going to finish and when we'll get on top of it and when the world will go back to normal? No, no one knows the answers to those questions. So don't fight the uncertainty, but we can be clear about what's in our control, what we can do, what we can't do. And so I want to encourage you. That's, that's what Habakkuk did. He, he didn't get a lot of certainty, but he, gets, he got some clarity through taking some time to think and reflect about what God was speaking to him at that time. And so right now, what about you? Is, is, is there a time just to pause 
and to take some time aside and don't fight the uncertainty. That's, that's the new normal for us. But think about what's clear in your life. Are you clear about who you are, what God's up to, and what you're committed to? A second reflection from Habakkuk is to look for opportunity. In the midst of this turbulence and uncertainty, Habakkuk becomes aware that God is actually at work. In fact, the central verse to the entire book of Habakkuk is in chapter 2, verse 14, where he declares, For as the waters fill or cover the sea, the earth will be filled with an awareness of the glory of the Lord. It's an amazing, it's an amazing statement. Here in the midst of all of this turbulence and upheaval in his time, there's this promise that God's glory is going to cover the world and people are going to be aware of who God is. And you know, for us at this time, every day is an opportunity, an opportunity for us to carry out our mission to be that community of loving people, people of justice and mercy and courage. Uh, God is actually at work during our time. Uh, you know, I understand that in China, the word for crisis, which I think is pronounced Wei Jai, Wei Jai, the Chinese word for crisis is actually uh, two words, one that means danger and one that means opportunity. Uh, danger and opportunity. So crisis is both danger and opportunity. Of course, the pessimists like to look at the danger. The optimists like to look at the opportunity. But hopefully for us as realists, we realize every crisis is both a danger and an opportunity. It's a bit of a paradox. And so let's not ignore the danger of the time that we're in. But at the same time, uh, adversity can actually turn to our advantage. It all depends on how we manage these times. And so maybe there's an opportunity for you in all that's happening to think a little bit differently, to do things uh, a little bit differently with your life, to reorder your priorities. Could it be that there's an opportunity in front of you right now? And so don't see yourself as a victim, you know, a victim uh, as a person who feels helpless and has paranoia. Uh, don't just see yourself as a survivor, just kind of waiting for this to all pass. But I love the, the metaphor of a navigator. You know, a navigator is like a, seaful, a skillful sea captain uh, that knows they can't control the wind or the waves, but they can adjust their sails to steer clear of the rocky shores. And so we can all be navigators right now. We don't have to be victims. We don't have to be just survivors, but we can see this as an opportunity. Sure, there's gale force winds blowing, but this will pass. We'll get through this. There will be life on the other side of the coronavirus. But right now, what opportunity is there for you? What opportunity? Maybe to do things differently. You know, for me as a speaker, I've had a heap of meetings canceled recently. Um, in fact, I was due to be in Italy about three weeks ago. I'm glad the conference got canceled. I didn't go, but uh, my world's changed dramatically. And so I'm uncertain about when that's going to change, but I can use this as an opportunity. Speaking here today for Bayside, I've also got a few churches I'm doing some online sermons for, recording a few of those. That, that's a new opportunity. I've got a small group I lead. We can't meet, but we can have a video conference call. I'm doing some more writing now. In fact, I've been really, really busy and haven't been able to write. Now I've got a lot more time. So is there some opportunity hidden in all of this for you? Maybe some time to do some things you haven't been able to get around to. Maybe to do some different things. Maybe to shift your priorities. There's an opportunity in every crisis. Let's, uh, 
have a, a, a couple of other reflections from Habakkuk. So first of all, uh, find some clarity in the midst of the uncertainty. Secondly, look for some opportunity. Yes, it's a crisis. We all want to downplay it. We don't want to minimize the seriousness of what's happening. But uh, is there some opportunity there hidden in disguise for you? And then thirdly, a third reflection uh, is to hold on to your joy. Uh, as we head into chapter 3, uh, Habakkuk makes this amazing statement. Habakkuk 3 verse 17 to 18. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms, there are no grapes on the vines. Even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren. Even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. That's an amazing statement. I mean, he's basically listed all of the sources of food and agricultural commerce in the ancient world. And he said, if none of this is working, I'm still going to choose to rejoice. I think if we were writing that today, we could say something like, if there's no toilet paper in the shopping center, there's no hand sanitizer at the chemist, there's no face mask at the local paint shop, uh, we all can come up with a list of what's not working right now. And yet he says, despite all these external things, I'm going to choose to rejoice in the Lord. You know, there's a big difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is based on what happens to us. If it happens to be a good day, we're happy. If a bunch of stuff happens to be negative, well, we're not happy. And if we look at happiness today, well, there's not a lot of it around. But joy is very different than happiness. Joy is not dependent on external circumstances. I mean, uh, Habakkuk's saying everything externally is not going well at all, but I'm still going to hold on to my joy. You know, joy is based on our relationship with God. It's a gift that comes from our connection with God. And so although there's a lot of stuff not going well right now in our world, we can hold on to that sense of joy, that inner uh, sense of well-being and peace and harmony because we have our relationship with God. You know, we're coming up to Easter and if you think of Jesus, he had everything stripped away. His friends deserted him and all of his social support structures were uh, stripped away. And yet he uh, went to that cross, that very dark moment, and Hebrews tells us that he had joy set before him because he could see uh, his father at work. And it was his relationship with his father, God, that sustained him through that time and to the joy of resurrection. And so now's the time, uh, regardless of what's happening around about us, to, to hold on to that joy. And so uh, as you do go out, uh, go to the shops or whatever you may do as you leave home from time to time, just remember, have a smile on your face. Spread a little joy where we are. Uh, we're, we're alive. That's good news. Uh, look at what good there is in your world. One final reflection uh, is to draw strength from God, to draw strength from God. You know, turbulent times can be very discouraging. And let's face it, they can be very draining and overwhelming. I'm sure Habakkuk uh, was overwhelmed by his particular situation. And it's the same today. I mean, hour by hour, things seem to be getting worse at the moment. Nicole and I woke up the other morning and just said how tired we felt. And it's not like we'd done a lot, but just the very atmosphere of watching the news and hearing all the, the, the talk back and all of the um, propositions of what's happening and uh, estimates of where it's all going. It, it's actually draining and we get really, really tired. You know, at the end of this little book, Habakkuk says, the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread 
upon the heights. In the Message Bible, it says, counting on God's rule to prevail, I take heart and I gain strength. I run like a deer. I feel like I'm king of the mountain. That's an amazing declaration of faith. Not only is he finding clarity in the uncertainty, not only is he looking for opportunity for God to be at work, even during turbulent times, not only is he holding on to his joy, regardless of what happens to be taking place in the environment around about him, he's drawing strength from God. So I want to encourage you at this time. I don't know what you're facing right now. I don't know what you're navigating through, whether it's relationally or financially or with your work. Uh, I don't know what your world specifically looks like in the broader turbulence we're experiencing, but I want to encourage you to look to God as the source of your strength, the one who gives you supernatural ability to, to meet the challenges that you're facing. No one knows exactly what your world looks like right now, but God does. And he can give you those sure-footed um, feet like a deer uh, treading upon the heights. He can help you conquer that mountain that you may be facing right now. He can enable you to rise above whatever your adversity looks like. It is God who strengthens you. We're going to take in a moment to pray for you, to pray for you to have strength during this time, that you won't be overwhelmed, but that you'll rise above uh, whatever's going on in your world right now. And so you might want to take a little time over the next day or so just to read this little book of Habakkuk. He lived in turbulent times, and we've just drawn a, a few reflections from his conversations with God. There are many more, but I pray that these will be an encouragement to you today. Take a little time to find some clarity and the uncertainty. Uh, look for some opportunity, some new ways of doing things, thinking things. Uh, hang on to your joy and draw your strength from God. Let me pray for you today. God, I thank you for everyone listening to this message right now, wherever they may be, whoever they are. Lord, in all the uncertainty, the upheaval, I pray that there'd be some clarity in understanding who you are, who they are, and what you're doing in their life. I pray today for some amazing opportunities that we would think creatively, we think outside the box. It's not just business as usual. and We'd be able just to see those opportunities even in the crisis, even in the danger. Maybe a chance to do some things we just haven't had time to get around to doing. I pray today, regardless of what's happening in our life and what's gonna happen in the days and weeks to come, that we would have that inner joy that is a strength to us. And finally, I pray for your amazing strength. Lord, for those feeling overwhelmed today, for those feeling disconnected, those feeling fear and anxiety, just coming in like a flood, I pray for strength, for inner strength, inner resilience today. Fear to go, anxiety to go. Lord, there would be a community that supports one another. Uh, although we may be physically distant, we wouldn't be relationally or, or emotionally or spiritually disconnected at this time. I pray also for those that are, are watching, joining us today that may not know you or may have drifted from you or away from you, that even right now, in this moment, they would turn to you, they would come to you. Maybe if that's you today, maybe you've uh, drifted from God or you don't know God personally, why don't you just pray and invite Jesus into your world? Just say these words after me, dear Jesus. Thank you for loving me, dying on that cross to save me. Forgive me of my sin. Fill me with your spirit. Make me your child. I will live for you. I will serve you all the days of my life. And when my life is over, I know I'll spend eternity with you. 
Lord, for those that said that prayer today, just come inside their life right now. Just displace all of the anxiety, the fear, the worry, the concern. Fill them with your peace, with your joy, with your strength, with your courage today. Let today be the beginning of a new day, doing life together with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, if you said that prayer today, if you'd like to talk further, why don't you email us at connect at baysidechurch.com.au. That's connect at baysidechurch.com.au. Well, God bless you. I hope you found those reflections from Habakkuk in living in turbulent times helpful for you today. Uh, Stay safe and God bless you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au.